It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in nutrition information that can make positive changes in your health. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I so appreciate you listening today. If you have ever had a question about the safety of the artificial sweetener you're using, or if agave syrup is really natural, or... Maybe you've been listening to the ads for high fructose corn syrup that's put out by the Corn Refiners (laughs) Association. And now maybe you're wondering, well, maybe it is okay. (laughs) Well, stay tuned because we want to clear up some of those myths and misconceptions about sweeteners. You know, today we welcome your questions about natural or artificial sweeteners. And our phone number is 651-641-1071. And I've invited a couple of nutrition experts to help me answer your questions. First, let me introduce Tamara Brown, who is a registered dietitian, and she sees clients in St. Paul and our White Bear offices. And she has lots of up-to-date information about sweeteners because you've been recently researching all this information for Ask the Nutritionist questions on her that we sent out. So welcome, Tamara. I have. Well, thank you, Dar. Good morning. Um, yep, this week I am ready for questions. I know I've received quite a few emails about agave syrup and Splenda, so I've spent some time digging into the research to find the real scientific information, not just what the companies advertise. Okay, so now we can all rely on you today. This is good. Uh, I like this. (laughs) (laughs) So I've also invited nutrition educator Kristen Gunderson to join us in this discussion You know, as a marathon runner, Kristen brings to the show a desire to educate some of her running friends (laughs) about the harmful sweeteners. Oh, they're putting bad things Mm -hmm. in their drinks, huh? Those healthy drinks, not so good, huh? No, and it's so terrible because people are so dedicated to their health and fitness, Mm -hmm. and then they turn around and maybe hopefully don't realize that they're kind of putting poison in their body, maybe before and after all that hard work. So, Kristen, I think it's, it's, again... A lack of nutritional information that's yeah. accurate. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of times you just don't think to even look. You know, if you're buying something at a place that you, um, you, you know, you go to to get your shoes for running and your shirts for running, and well, this drink would be great for running, and you think, you know, why would it be harmful? But we've got to read the labels. Well, it's sort of like a Michelle Obama, who we would, you know, we respect, but she's recommending. Low fat skim Ugh, milk yeah. when for kids, and we know as a nutritionist that that's not right. No, that's not going to be helpful. So these people are not nutrition experts. No, they're not. But so, you are. So we're going to listen to you and <laughs> <laughs> <In> this show. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to start the discussion with a product that many runners use before and after races. It's actually something that's going to be on the Grandma's Marathon course this year as well. Um, yet it contains a bad sweetener, and it is called Powerade. It's made by Coca-Cola. Well, that could be a problem right there. Uh, made by Coca-Cola. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) 
So it can be used to energize and rehydrate before, during, and after a run. But unfortunately, it's got our good friend high fructose corn syrup in there. Um, We do know from research that fructose can lead to a fatty liver, which we'll touch on later, and gout, which we did a show on not too long ago. You know, gout would make running painful and difficult for someone down the road. So that's not something a runner would want to do. You know, I think, Kristen, those are a couple of, you, you just said a big mouthful there. You know, a fatty liver and gout. (laughs) And I don't think most people realize that high fructose corn syrup can lead to that. No. But we're going to tell them that later, too. Yes, we sure are. (laughs) We sure are. Now, another downside is many of the pre-workout and recovery drinks on the on the market actually contain Splenda. Um, they're starting to write sucralose on the label a little bit more now because there is starting to be some awareness that Splenda is not so terrific. It does make things taste sweet, so... But one simple side effect of sucralose, although there are many, would be joint pain. So as a runner, I would likely recommend drinks that would support the body versus tearing them down. So you really want something that's going to make you feel good and strong when training for a marathon, running at all. And um, Splenda's just not going to do it. So really, what you're really saying is a lot of these drinks, these recovery drinks, they have sucralose or Splenda. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that can lead to joint pain. Exactly. Makes no sense, does it? No, and people beat their heads against a wall trying to figure out, you know, therapies, you know, therapies, massages, all these other things to do when they could just cut out that one artificial sweetener and do something a little more natural. So what do you do? Because you're a marathon runner. Yep, yep. So So what do you do? I actually make my own. Um, I do a little ice, some almond milk, some berries, half a banana, some L-glutamine, some powdered greens, and protein powder. And I'm actually sitting here with mine right here. It does require some extra time, and I know a lot of folks don't think they have. I mean, I make mine the night before and throw it in the freezer and grab it in the morning. So she's been before the show. She's been (laughs) drinking, eating. Yeah. Whatever you call that, but it's it works, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it does, and I feel great. Um, and, I and really do, you, do. Do you make that up every night before? Yep. Okay. Yep. I just blend it all up, throw it in the freezer, and then it thaws out by the time my workout's done, um, hopefully. And <laughs> some days the workout's a little shorter, and you end up in the radio studio with a spoon, and it's like you're using an ice pick to get at it, but it's all <laughs> But good. it works, and it's almost all gone. So. Yep, Exactly. Um, A quicker version, though, that we came up with would be maybe to dilute some real juice by about half and add an electrolyte mixture. Um, One that we have clinically found to be very effective is something called Peltier water. We carry that. Just tastes like regular water, but it's got the electrolytes right in it. Um, Even adding that Peltier water to coconut water would be a fantastic recovery drink. Coconut water is so healing and rehydrating. Um, and, and it's easy. It's that, I mean, that easy. really would be easy. Yep. Throw and then, the Peltier water in the coconut yeah. milk, and it's great. That's done. Or coconut water. Water, yep, yeah, yep. Coconut water. And then finally, even easier, do one scoop of our Endura rehydration formula and a scoop of protein powder, add some water, and that's it. Easy peasy. So it's certainly a better choice than a lot of things out there. If you did not have a pen and paper handy during all this, you can just call me on Monday. I'll be at the office till noon. Give us a call. Um, I'm Kristen again, 699-3438. And so you're going to take them step by step through your little formula that you come out with. For sure. If they need the high maintenance or the low maintenance, we'll get them on the right track to a good, safe recovery and strong strong workout and recovery down the road. So have you been able to influence your running friends on some of this? Or are you just kind of working on it yet? 
I'm working on it yet. I, I'm I'm buying things and making people take them in. So um, I think as long as it tastes good and it's easy, it'll happen. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it boils down to. And it's 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 more like real food because you've yeah. got a banana in there. Yes, and if I have to do the research and find the healthy things out there, well, we've got them right at the store. You know, I'm happy to do that for people mm-hmm. um, because again, if it's easy and it tastes good, people will do it. And I think that's why these Splenda products are so popular. It's because that's it makes like it sugar. taste good. They can add whatever kind of goofy flavoring and cookies and cream and vanilla cake recovery. I mean, come on. (laughs) 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 All right. So there you go. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you. Those were some great examples, Kristen. (laughs) And I know I would like to respond and make a comment for all the people that recently sent me email questions about agave syrup. Um, I'm sure that many listeners out there are aware that the sweetener agave nectar is advertised as a natural sweetener. And since it's natural, it must be healthy. (laughs) But today we're actually going to spend some time talking about the darker side of agave. You know, I think the first believable authority I heard speak about how unsafe the use of agave syrup was was, uh, Dr. Miriam Nessel. And uh, if people aren't familiar with her, she's a nutritionist, a Ph.D. nutritionist. She's the author of Food Politics. She's got a new book, What to Eat. And so she was the first one that I heard say, hmm, you know, I don't think agave is very healthy for people. Mm-hmm. And what she said was that for our health, agave syrup is actually more harmful than high fructose corn syrup. And that's the one that stopped me right in my tracks. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. What in the world? Absolutely. And that's because the refined fructose in agave nectar is much more concentrated than the fructose in high fructose corn syrup. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. Shocking. Well, yes. check this one out then. The high fructose corn syrup used in sodas, such as Coke and Mountain Dew, has 55% refined fructose, while agave nectar or syrup has actually 70 to 90% refined fructose. Yes. Wow. So, you know, when we look at agave syrup, it's a fully chemically processed sap from the agave plant. That's where it comes from. And according to many nutrition experts like Marion Nessel, agave syrup is almost all fructose and basically a highly processed sugar that has been marketed and marketed. And so people believe that it's okay because they've been marketing it as natural. And I think it's caught a lot of people off guard in the field of nutrition. And, you know, one of the things that even caught us a little bit off guard, and what we've done is we've looked at our protein bars at at work and decided, hmm, we've got some some protein bars that people love that have agave in it. So what we've done is we've labeled all the bars that we have that have agave so that we can pre-warn people. And, And honestly, we're looking hard and fast to find better quality you know, all the other ingredients in those bars are good, yep. except that the manufacturer of those special certain bars, they got caught. And yep. and mm-hmm. I think eventually they will be finding a different sweetener that's safer for people. Yeah, they didn't know. I mean, it was being touted as so healthy. So, And we always would recommend meals, you know. I mean, quick and easy is one thing. And, and uh, any protein bar, you really need to be taking a look at that and making a choice um, and doing that sparingly. But we would always suggest real food. Um, when you can. But we're going to take a break here. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Here's some interesting information. Back in the late 70s, before the low-fat craze began, less than 
15% of Americans were obese. Then the low-in-fat, high-in-processed-carb diet was touted as healthy. So now 30 years later, 32% of Americans are obese. That's double. In the early 70s, high-fructose corn syrup production was 3,000 tons. Today, it's over 9 million. Could there be a connection? Americans consume more calories from high-fructose corn syrup than any other food. Questions today about sweeteners? 651-641-1071. My Talk 1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Kristen Gunderson, nutrition educator, and Tamara Brown, registered dietitian, and we're discussing the harmful effects of some of the common sweeteners. Before break, Kristen shared that high fructose corn syrup production has increased more than 20 times over the last 30 years, and our obesity rate has more than doubled. So why does high fructose corn syrup lead to obesity? High fructose corn syrup tricks the body into not releasing insulin and leptin, and those are two hormones that tell your cells that they feel full and satisfied. So, you know, even 24 hours later, you're still hungry and you keep eating if you use high fructose corn syrup. Mm. So if you want to lose weight, one little trick is stop the high fructose corn syrup. And we have a caller we're going to take. All right. Great. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Amy, what can we help you with? Hi, I was wondering about stevia and if it's safe for blood sugar levels and um, just, a, you know, if it's not a chemical or what it is. Great question. I mean, basically what it is, is a, it's a plant, it's a leaf. And it seems to us, as far as what we can tell, as, as much as the research that it has been done, is it is a safe sweetener. You know, it's pretty potent, so you don't use very much or it's going to be too much for you. But um, it seems like it's safe. And in tomorrow, in your research, you didn't find that there was any problem with stevia. No. No. And so go ahead and use it and, um, and uh, you know, enjoy it. But don't use too much at a time or you won't <laughs> like the taste. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Thanks very much. All right. So should we? T- okay. So. You know, we were talking before we went on break about some of the harmful effects of fructose, you know, whether it's in agave or whether it's in high fructose corn syrup. And I think this is important for people to realize. Yeah, and I think, you know, for a lot of us now, when we think about high fructose corn syrup, we think yuck. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that it's not such a good choice anymore. But now after reading about some of the new research that's come out about agave syrup, it should also make us cringe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, since it's been touted as a super wonderful alternative to sugar, we all want to believe it's okay when in reality it may not be. Yeah. And let's face it, we all love our sugar, right? So are there any benefits to using agave over regular sugar? I actually, I love what Dr. Marion Nestle's response to this question is. She says it is more expensive, so we might not use as much. <laughs> She's had a great sense of humor, <laughs> doesn't Yeah. So back to what is so bad about high fructose corn syrup or agave syrup. You know, basic, what are some of the health risks? You know, fructose is a major contributor to insulin resistance and obesity. And it is also a factor in increasing blood pressure. 
Fructose certainly increases triglycerides and LDL cholesterol. That's the bad, the lousy cholesterol. It isn't the eggs you're eating or the butter, but it is the fructose that is increasing that LDL cholesterol. That nutrition fact is a different concept for many people to wrap their brain around. It's so important for you to get that yolk in the eggs that's not going to hurt you. It's the, the fructose that's really damaging us. Indeed. And not only that, but fructose actually depletes your body of vitamins and minerals. And I think the most important health risk is sugar. Sugar in mm-hmm. any form, especially the fructose. You know, what it does, it, it leads to cardiovascular disease, liver disease, cancer, arthritis, and even gout. Uh, so I think I covered them all, those health <laughs> risks. You know, so think about this. If drinking a couple of Mountain Dews every day is as risky as riding your bike down a freeway in the middle of the night without any lights or reflective materials. Uh, That's a good one. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, all right, we don't want to give fructose a total bad rap. It is the, it's the massive doses people are eating it. We just haven't evolved fast enough to be able to um, process this. The fructose in fruits and vegetables you eat daily Gives you about 15 grams, but a couple of Cokes or fruit juice drinks can give you about 75. So, Kristen, should we take a caller? Yeah, sure. Let's see. Mary, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question? I did. I was wondering about um, xylitol, whether that's healthy, and then if you could speak to the honey and um, maple syrup, how that works. And I will just hang up and listen if that's okay. Okay. Sure, Mary. Thank you. So let's let's answer that. I'll, let me t- handle xylitol. Xylitol is a sugar alcohol. And, you know, they put w- there's different things about xylitol. Some people believe that it's very healthy. And I believe that I went to one of the original presentations at one of, the, one of our, um, you know, seminars that I go to, and uh, by the company that was actually making all these sugar alcohols. Mm. And, of course, they touted them as very healthy. <laughs> well, sure. Well, of course. <laughs> and, but my sense is it's always been a question, and I know that they put it in some toothpaste and things because it kills bacteria in your mouth. So that's some of the good things. But it also can cause kind of intestinal upset. Mm-hmm. It can cause diarrhea, you know, gas, and all those things. So... I think you use it very cautiously. Again, it's something you use very cautiously. It certainly does sweeten things up. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, the other question, Kristen, was honey and maple syrup. And maple syrup. Yep. I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. That's a great question, I think, because both maple syrup and honey are, of course, natural sweeteners from natural sources. Mm-hmm. Um, in a comparison of those, I think... Um, you know, the difference is that honey actually is higher in fructose than maple syrup, and it has more of an effect on blood sugar than the maple syrup does. Okay. So, so, it's, so it's higher in fructose than, than maple syrup. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And that's why we tend to, at our office, we tend to recommend as the most natural sweetener, maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Now, I think if people are using honey and they're using... Maybe a teaspoon in there or a half a teaspoon in their tea. Big deal. Not yeah, a big yeah. deal. It's all right. It's going to be better than doing some artificial sweetener like, you know, Splenda. Oh, yeah. Oh, Much big better. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So that's, so we, so 
you know, as we were kind of talking about, we were, let's go back to our discussion about fructose again, because I think people need to kind of understand the damaging effect of the fructose itself. And that again is in high, you know, corn syrup sweetener, agave. Now we just find out that it's in honey, honey too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think one thing that it's important for people to realize is that fructose is metabolized in the body in a different way than glucose. So that when you eat a cookie or a piece of bread or some ice cream made with high fructose corn syrup, 100% of the breakdown of that fructose relies on the liver Mm. to break it down. But with glucose, the liver only has to break it down 20%. So you might ask, what's the big deal if the liver has to work a little harder? (laughs) Well, here's the big deal. Every cell in your body and brain uses glucose. So most, most of it gets burnt up immediately. But with fructose, it is turned into a free fatty acid triglycerides, which gets stored as fat. Hmm. And that seems to be nothing anyone wants. No, that's what everyone's <laughs> trying to get away from. And they, they just don't see that these um, processed foods are going to get them a little heavier. So there's more to this story. These fatty acids accumulate as fat droplets in your liver and muscle tissues, causing insulin resistance and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So this is what we were talking about in the beginning, taking taking in these excess amounts of high fructose corn syrup in almost all sorts of um, products, it's just building up. And the insulin resistance caused by the fructose leads right into type 2 diabetes and obesity. So should we take a call or should we take a quick break? Yep, we're going to take a break. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you suffer from kidney stones, you might want to reduce your sugar intake because sugar often is the culprit in the formation of kidney stones. I think that's just amazing, uh-huh. isn't it? I know. I bet not many people know that one. Nope. And there's a really strong connection. Sugar actually tends to deplete the body's reserves of magnesium and vitamin B6, and kidney stones are more likely to form if there is that deficiency. So when we come back, we'll tell you about some classes that you can attend that will teach you valuable valuable information such as this, this month. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, we're talking about sugar, sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, and we're taking questions if people have questions about that. 
And so our number is 651-641-1071. And Kristen, you're teaching a lot this summer. <laughs> yep. A lot of our two-hour classes in June. So where will you be June 15th? This is a question time for you. Yes, yes. I will be at Uplift Fitness in Woodbury teaching one of my very favorite classes, Jump Start Your Metabolism. And so that's June 15th. And so two days later on June 17th, where will you be? I'll be right at our St. Paul office teaching foods to reduce pain and inflammation. Um, Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods is going to be taught June 22nd in Cambridge and Lakeville, June 24th in Wyzetta. And I will be teaching that one again at the St. Paul office June 30th. And finally, I'll be at the White Bear Lake office teaching gut reaction. That's a great class as well on June 24th. And I just want to remind people that we have another new location. And we talked about a little bit before on another show that we have a location in Lakeville now, way south. Yep. And Kate Crosby is the nutritionist there, and she is... uh, Seeing clients. And, We've uh, scheduled a couple classes there already, too, so we'll be right. doing that. Yeah, exciting. Yep. So, yeah. should we take a few calls? Absolutely. Beth, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. What can we help you with? Hi there. You know what? I have a question in regards to a um, protein powder that I use daily, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty uh, well-known brand. Mm-hmm. And they have... I was looking at the ingredients. I don't see any high fructose corn syrup, but what they do have listed is evaporated cane juice. Mm -hmm. Is that the same thing? Evaporated cane juice. Tamara, what do you think? Um, Well, I think it's it's sugar, um, but my understanding is that it's a little less refined than white table sugar. Okay. So do you have that product there that you're looking at? Yes, I do. Okay. (laughs) So that's the only sweetener that's in there is... No, no. It has stevia. Okay. If you want it, can I say what product it is? Sure. Um, Biotone or Biochem. Biochem. Oh, sure. Sure. And you probably, I mean, they sell that at Whole Foods. Yeah. Yep. I mean, do 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 you have an opinion about the product? I use it. Okay. I mean, I think it's fine. Um, What, um, you know, so... If you look at the amount of sugar that's in for a serving, like a scoop of protein powder, does, do you know what's, how much is there? It says four. Four. It's yeah. probably a safe product. Okay. So, you know, yeah. So they probably have just a little bit of that sugar in there, mm-hmm. and then they have mainly stevia, and so that blends the taste, and it comes out okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thanks, yep. ladies. Great. Yep. Thanks for calling, Beth. So should we, is, do we have another person that would like... Uh, an answer to a question. Sure, we do. Okay. Hi, Marilyn. Thanks for holding. You have a question for Dishing Up Nutrition? Yes, I would like to know about sweet and low. I think that's a saccharin, isn't it? Sweet and low. Yeah, we're actually going to be touching on that in just a little bit. Um, oh, that's well, something. I'll keep listening. Yeah, keep listening, but don't don't put it in your body anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quick answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she right. hung up already. <laughs> All right, she okay. All right. So that's that must be an old fashioned sweetener, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is I mean it's um the same thing as the equal the pink and the blue I think are both aspartame. Okay. So yep. that's what sweet and low is. Yep. Well, it's hard to keep up with all I these know. artificial sweeteners. Yeah, it's a and little I think ridiculous. You know, as nutritionists, it's hard for us to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how other people feel? Right. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. 
Yes. It is genius marketing. Yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we could launch right into this um, artificial sweeteners that we were going to kind of start harping on right now. That that brings it in. (laughs) Yep. So one that I think I is important to talk about is the very popular Splenda found in the little yellow packets. It's also called sucralose. And Splenda is 600 times sweeter than sugar. And I think this, you know, this is the newest artificial sweetener. And I feel like it's advertised as being a better mm-hmm. artificial sweetener because it's made from sugar. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of strange, isn't it? Yeah. Just that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the way that it's made is that it actually has to be chemically altered and the structure is changed by adding chlorine. Ugh. So adding a chlorine to sugar to change the molecule. <laughs> is that the same stuff that they put in swimming pools so that <laughs> you don't have to... I think kills so. off bacteria. <laughs> it, kills, it kills things. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. And so following along... Well, first of all, some of the side effects of Splenda that have been reported include skin rashes, joint pain, mm. sinus problems, and heart palpitations. And that is... Heart palpitation is such a... Th- issue for people mm-hmm. these days yep and let's think about that maybe it is that packet of sweetener that they're using yeah exactly easy fix yeah. exactly get rid of it exactly so that doesn't sound like a very safe product to put into your body to me no <laughs> um so interestingly tufts university did a study and found that the use of splenda significantly reduced the beneficial bacteria in the intestinal tract of animals And this is huge because we need that beneficial bifidobacteria in our intestines to help break down and digest our food so we can absorb nutrients from the food we eat. Mm. So just think about that diet yogurt that you're eating may actually be interfering with your digestion. Mm -hmm. You know, and we talk a lot about that in a lot of our classes. And in fact, we talk about healthy digestion Mm -hmm. and the importance of bifidobacteria And so somebody that maybe is wanting to lose weight and they think, oh, gosh, I'll just do an artificial Splenda in my, you know, even in maybe healthy yogurt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sweeten it up. And they're just, they're ruining the product. Yeah. Yeah. And their bodies at the same time. Exactly. Christian, should we take another caller? Um, Sure. (laughs) Hello. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. I'm calling about modified Corn starch is that the same as high fructose corn syrup? Modified corn starch. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Basically, that's where they they do a corn. My understanding, and mm-hmm. Tamara, you're probably a better expert at this than I am. Looking at the chemical structure, is they take a corn starch and then they make high fructose corn syrup from that. Is my understanding. So my guess is it is very similar. Okay. Then why would they do both? I was looking at dressings one day at a Super Target. And so was another lady, and I said, hey, this brand, no high fructose corn syrup. And she said, oh, but it's got this modified cornstarch in it. Well, I think it's because people are getting aware of that word, high fructose corn syrup, and they're not buying products with it in. Well, and then now last night I was looking for a barbecue sauce without any high fructose corn syrup, and I Mm -hmm. found one that had both 
high fructose corn syrup, and modified cornstarch. Well, you know what? I think what happens, and you didn't buy it, right? (laughs) That's what we're hoping. I think what these manufacturers, is how to get that consistency of a product, and so that they blend in different types of sweeteners. Yeah, shelf life and mouthfeel are a huge reason for some of those additives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so nothing with modified cornstarch either. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat. No, that, I agree. Okay. No. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you so much, Gal. Thank okay, you. thank you. Thank you for the call. All right, now I'm going to launch into aspartame, another popular sweetener that's found in the blue equal and the pink NutraSweet. That's the one, NutraSweet packets. It's 200 times sweeter than sugar and can cause you to experience all sorts of fun things like fatigue, headaches. Diarrhea, insomnia, depression, memory problems, and that is just the tip of the iceberg. In fact, aspartame has had more negative health effects reported to the FDA than any other product. I mean, think about that. And it's still on the market. And it's still on the market. Uh, It's been reported to be a neurotoxin, which means it is toxic to your brain. It can cause a lot of problems, and it has a cumulative effect. Causes a lot of migraines. Yeah. So it's toxic to your brain poison, basically. Um, And something I found out this week, I shared it with you, Dar, and some friends of mine when we were running this week, that if you find yourself having an ant problem, apparently you can just put out some aspartame and it will take care of it when all else fails. It kills the ants. So they were just putting out little packets of the NutraSweet and their ant problem went away. So why in the world... Would you keep putting that into your body? Well, I know, you know, Anna, who is on the show, you know, a nutritionist, yeah. she found that because uh, her husband is a chiropractor and they had some ants in his office. And so she just grabbed up some little NutraSweet packets <laughs> and put it, sprinkled it around and the ants vanished. Oh, because yeah, <laughs> they either didn't want anything to do with it or they ate it and they were gone. <laughs> Done. Oh, gross. So, you know, in fact, I have a real client story, and this is one of our clients that had been diagnosed with MS, and she just had great results when she stopped drinking Diet Pop made with NutraSweet. Mm-hmm. You know, guess what? All of her MS symptoms actually disappeared, and you can really see why, because it is considered a neurotoxin. Yeah. So if you got MS... It probably is a good idea to stop all NutraSweet and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll get rid of a lot of your symptoms. Yeah. Wouldn't that be magical? That would be awesome. So. so you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. As we continue our discussion about artificial sweeteners, you may be surprised to find that artificial sweeteners may put you at risk for a slow metabolism as well. A study with 9,500 people found those who drank diet soda were at a higher risk for developing metabolic syndrome. Just one a day can increase that risk by 34%, and that leads to diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, etc. So I tell all my students, and I promise them a shout-out, so hello to my awesome Woodbury Wednesday crew and Weight and Wellness and Thursday and Edina. Hello, everybody. I remind them every week, when your body is busy trying to figure out what to do with the foreign things you're putting in it, your body simply can't function efficiently. There are no shortcuts to healthy eating. You just have to do it. And cut out the weird stuff, guys, please. (laughs) So we'll be back in a minute. My Talk 1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
As I researched artificial sweeteners, agave syrup, and high fructose corn syrup, I maintain that we must all take steps to reduce both real and artificial sugars from our diet if we want to remain healthy. If you are caught in the sugar trap, as nutritionists, we have techniques and knowledge to help you break your sugar addiction. Yes, we do. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) So to set up a consultation and set yourself free, I am available, Dara is available, or we've got Wendy, Cassie, Anna, Cara, and Kate in our offices or on the phone. 651-699-3438. And we have some time for callers, yes, don't we? Yes, we do. We've great. got a great call here. Okay. Sounds Kyle, great. thank you for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Yes, hello. Hi. Hi there. I was just hearing your um, your comments on Splenda and what it does to your um, intestinal tract. Yes. Yeah. And I have been to the doctor for like a year and a half trying to figure out what is going on with my intestinal tract, and they have never once asked me if I've been using Splenda and I use it. <laughs> incredibly i mean like on everything oh so i have had the worst intestinal system and i'm just so thrilled i mean this is like such great news that i can cut it out and maybe find a solution yes and you know what if if that doesn't work come make an appointment and come in we see people every day with terrible intestinal issues and sometimes it's a next step that you do have to do some healing you know hopefully it's just splendid and that's it that's the answer but it's a beginning answer for you, at least. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just thinking that I definitely am coming in because um, I want to find out, like, first of all, how to get off of it because yes. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm almost addicted. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Sure. So what is you know what's going to take the place and kind of like how can I? Yep. How can I? And we get can off help you with not... that. That's a that's great. And you know I that would... that's a great. Thanks yeah. for calling yeah. in today. We really appreciate that. And I've certainly been there, Kyle. I mean, I um I was the same way. I was kind of the. The Queen of Splenda, I used it on everything down to, um, I don't even want to say because Dar's in here, but this is before <laughs> this is before I knew you. Um, I would put it on, um, you could buy that like broccoli slaw at the grocery store and I would do cinnamon and Splenda and make myself feel like it um, tasted like apple pie. <laughs> but it went on everything. And then honestly, I got my metabolism checked. I was telling you this story. Um, at St. Thomas, and he said, you've got the slowest metabolic rate of anyone I've ever seen. And he's like, you're lucky you are as active as you are because you, I mean, my resting metabolism, my resting metabolic rate was like 916. I was burning like 916 calories wow. at rest. And he's like normal 1,200 or more. Yeah. Mm. So I really attribute that overuse of Splenda to that. And inhibiting my thyroid function. I mean, my thyroid numbers were off as well. And that's exactly what it does. It yeah. inhibits that. Yeah. It inhibits your thyroid function. Yeah. Yep. Duh. So great. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks, Kyle. Okay. We've got another call here. Good. Rosie, thanks for holding for so long. You had a question for us. Yes, I did. Um, I was wondering about Truvia, which is supposed to be made from Stevia. Right. And I think uh, if, we, if I'm not, I think Car- Cargill makes Truvia. And, Correct. you know, it's so we know that it has Stevia in it. Mm-hmm. Do you have a packet there by any chance? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do, as a matter of fact. What else is in it? Uh, it says on here um, erythritol. Okay. That's a sugar alcohol. Yes. Yes, and that's it? That's all that's in there? 
uh, yeah, is uh, it's as erythritol, rebiana, and natural flavors. Okay. Well, you know, I I think a safer alternative because again, any sugar alcohols could cause some digestive issues for people, mm-hmm. uh, and so probably a safer one would be to use straight stevia. And where's the best place to, to get stevia? Because I've looked at the grocery stores and they don't seem to have it. Well, I buy mine at uh, like Mississippi Market or any of the food co-ops. Oh. We carry it too. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we carry it too. I forget <laughs> it. You know, sometimes well, sometimes we carry one in a package and yep. it's very good. Yeah. Um, but I also sometimes I like to have a little liquid stevia. So yep. that's what I buy at the co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't tried that. That sounds very good. But I think so those I sugar sugar Pardon? alcohols just in general, I think, can the maltitols, the xylitols, the erythritol, whatever yeah. this other one mm-hmm. was, can have, I mean, they have a laxative effect on the body as well. And they're just extremely intestinally upsetting. I Probably think so. not good if you're a marathon runner. No. <laughs> <laughs> like the last thing that you would want to have going on at the same time. But thanks for um, the, thanks for the call. Thanks, and I appreciate Rosie. you having a, a, a package right there for us. So we know exactly. And we've got another call. Sue, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. How can we help you? Well, I have a question about something called Glasso Vitamin Water Zero, and I wonder if you just partially answered it. It has stevia extract and crystalline fructose and andithinol. Mm-hmm. Is that a, um, a alcohol also? No, that I think is a little bit of another fructose. I mean, that is a, like a corn syrup sweetener, only they're la- labeling it differently there. I think the crystalline fructose, right, tomorrow. I mean, you kind of look at I think it's this. high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's really hard to to pull some of this stuff out of research. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we'll look up in different books and we'll get different answers on some of this. But that's our best understanding. It is a type of high fructose corn syrup. Oh, darn. So this vitamin water zero that says naturally sweetened, that's not a that's not a good alternative? Probably not. Well, gosh darn it all. You guys <laughs> really helped me cut my habit of diet pop. I had looked forward to a diet pop every single morning, mm-hmm. and I kicked that habit three weeks ago. Well, you... And I, I quit all the fake sweeteners, but I really look forward to something. You know, those little things that you add yeah. to a bottle of water when you go sure. for a walk, and I listen to your dishing up nutrition on the go. And <laughs> Oh, awesome. It, it's just been fabulous, but I'm missing having something to drink that I kind of look forward well, to. Well, here's an idea for you. Okay. Um, just get a real natural fruit juice that you like, and mm-hmm. that's what you sweeten your water with. Oh, okay. You know, just, I mean, you get one that you would typically in the past maybe drink as a drink, but then you split it out over a week or a few days and just add it to your water, and that's a great sweetener. Or okay. here's another idea is to either get some herbal tea, or my favorite is green tea, and I have it over ice or cold, and then maybe just add a drop or two of the stevia for a little bit of sweetener. Okay. Um, you know, and I do that with a lot of different kinds of herbal teas, too, because at night I don't want to be drinking green tea that's going to keep me up. So I just use like a berry tea and just add a couple of drops of stevia, and it's excellent. Hmm. Okay. 
So great. there you well, go. Thanks so much. Thanks, Sue. Gee, thanks for all the callers. It's been a great show. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Tamara. Thanks, Star. And we'll talk to you next week. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-dee-dee-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-